Bienvenidos. Welcome to the Learn Spanish con Salsa Podcast, the show for Spanish learners that love music, travel, and culture. Close your grammar textbooks, shut down the language apps, and open your ears to how Spanish is spoken in the real world. Let us show you how to go from beginner to bilingual. Here is your host, certified language coach, Tamara Mari. Hola, bienvenidos al episodio 147. Welcome to episode 147 of the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast. Now, this week, we are going to be talking about a super important topic. Now, if you've been learning Spanish for a while or if you're just getting started, it's really important to know how to answer uh, some simple questions in Spanish. And in this episode, I'm going to cover five questions that you absolutely must uh, be able to respond to in Spanish if you are going to become conversationally fluent in the language. Now, I know a lot of times we start learning vocabulary or we might get obsessed with grammar, and in doing so, our conversational skills may be neglected. And it isn't until you actually are confronted with someone in front of you asking you questions in a conversation that you've realized that you have no idea how to respond. So I've got you covered in this episode. We're going to go through some things that uh, maybe you already know if you're more advanced, but if you're just starting out or if you haven't been in the habit of having a lot of conversations in Spanish lately, uh, then this might be something that you need to brush up on as you begin to have more and more conversations. So I'm going to assume you already know the basics of hola, como estas, estoy bien, gracias, y tú, y usted. I'm gonna assume you know that. You know how to say, me llamo Tamara, mi nombre es Tamara. Um, and if you don't know and this sounds complicated to you, please download our uh, beginner's guide to Spanish conversations. You can just go to uh, SpanishConversationGuide.com really easy, SpanishConversationGuide.com if you need to start from ground zero uh, with all the basics. Uh, but I'm going to assume that you at least know how to say those few things. And we're going to talk about uh, some ways that you might start a conversation and some questions that might come up in the course of your conversations that you should be able to answer with some fluidity. Now, even if you've hear some of these questions and you know how to answer them, I want to challenge you, especially if you're more of an intermediate uh, Spanish speaker or even an advanced beginner, I want to challenge you to think about how you commonly respond to these questions and see if you can make your answers a little bit more detailed, more robust, and more fluid. So keep that in mind as we go through. Remember, our goal is that we want you to sound as natural speaking Spanish as you do your native language, which I'm presuming if you're listening to this podcast is probably English or you're uh, pretty advanced or fluent in English at the very least. So we want to be able to have our conversational expression in Spanish flow. Uh, and the way to do that is to really get good at answering some of these questions, practicing them and getting better and better at giving more fluent answers uh, to these questions. So even if you know how to answer some of these, I want you to reflect on how you've answered in the past. And if there's any way that you can add a little bit more detail or challenge yourself uh, to make those uh, answers a little bit more uh, close to what you might say in a conversation with an English speaker. All right. So with that in mind, let's get to the five things that you should definitely know 
how to say in Spanish when responding to questions. And the first one um, is pretty common, and I know you probably already know how to answer this one. Uh, and it is, ¿De dónde eres? ¿De dónde eres? Uh, and that's the informal way of saying, where are you from? Uh, in the formal setting, you would say, ¿De dónde es usted? ¿De dónde es usted? So you might hear either one of those, depending on the situation that you're in. Uh, and this is a very common question that you'll get asked, especially if you're in a place where... Um, you know, it's it's clear that you're a non-native speaker of Spanish and people might just be curious as to where you're from. It's also something that commonly comes up if you're in a language exchange or you're having a conversation with someone for the first time. They're generally going to um, ask, where do you live? Which is, donde vives? Or, donde vive? If I'm using usted. Uh, or, where are you from? De donde eres? So, those are the two things you might hear. Now, it's really important to know how to say the name of where you're from in Spanish. So you can say, for most of you, it would be soy de Estados Unidos, or maybe soy de Inglaterra, if you live in England. But you wanna make sure you know how to say your country in Spanish, and also the city that you're in. Uh, because, you know, a lot of times this is an opportunity for you, especially if you're talking to someone in a language exchange or even a tutor or a teacher that's um, in a Spanish-speaking country, they may not know a lot about where you live. So you want to think about that, that you want to be able to explain it in relationship to something that people actually know about. So, for example, if I say, soy de Estados Unidos, I'm from the United States, or I say, vivo en Estados Unidos, which I live in the United States, that's a very limited answer. You probably are gonna to wanna to add a little bit more detail. Now, I've learned from experience, if I just tell someone the name of the city that I'm from and they're not from the US, they generally look at me with a blank stare. Um, and it's because there are several cities in the United States that are pretty famous. So you probably wanna learn how to talk about where you live in relationship to one of those cities. So for example, I might tell someone, uh, vivo cerca de Nueva York. I live near New York. Now, do I really live uh, very close to New York City? No, but at least if I say Nueva York, they'll go, oh yeah, I know New York, because everyone knows New York, right? Uh, you can also say vivo en la costa este. Vivo en la costa este. So I live on the east coast, or vivo en la costa oeste. Vivo en la costa oeste. I live on the west coast. Or you can say vivo cerca de Los Angeles. Even if you live six hours from L.A. and you're in Northern California, right? Uh, generally, no one's going to really um, know that. Now, if you want to get into the intricacies of explaining that, oh, vivo en el norte de California, es como seis horas de Los Angeles. That's very, very helpful because, again, you want to be able to describe where you live in relationship to something or somewhere that people understand. So keep that in mind um, and, and work on this, right? You want to think about how would you really explain this to someone who's not from where you're from and doesn't really know that much about the U.S. Uh, now, obviously, if you're talking to someone in the U.S., you can just say the city that you're from or the state. Uh, but make sure you know how to say that in Spanish. Don't just revert to, ah, uh, Joe Bebo in Virginia, because you would say Virginia, right? So 
So just, you know, again, know the pronunciation and just kind of use the Spanish pronunciation rules for your city uh, when in doubt. Um, like, for instance, for Chicago, you would probably say Chicago. You know, just try to, again, keep that. You don't have to, you know. Some people think that's a bit extra. <laughs> but I just tend to like to keep my pronunciation flowing. So I won't say, oh, yo vivo in New York. I'll say, vivo en Nueva York. So, you know, just kind of keep that in mind. So you want to be able to describe where you're from in relationship to uh, something that people really understand. All right? So that's the first question. You should definitely know how to answer. De donde eres o donde vives. And it's not de donde vives. So... If you're asking someone else this question, de donde eres is like, from where are you? Or donde vives, where do you live? There's no de donde vives, okay? So after you kind of get that out of the way, you, you try to explain to someone where you live in relationship to a city that people actually may, may have heard of. <laughs> Then you're going to go into answering another very common question. A que te dedicas? A que te dedicas or a que se dedica in the usted form or the formal way. And that's what do you do for a living, right? Literally, like to what are you dedicated? What's your profession? Uh, someone might also ask you, que haces? Like, what do you do? ¿Cuál es tu trabajo? What's your job? Um, so you should definitely know how to answer that, you know? And again, for this is one that uh, people get tripped up on, especially as uh, beginners. Uh, it's when you're when you're talking about your profession, you don't use the word a or an, right? Like I wouldn't say I am a teacher if I'm speaking Spanish. I would just say soy profesora or soy maestra, not soy una profesora or soy una maestra. So keep that in mind. You would just say the name of your profession. So for instance, if you're a nurse, you would just say soy, I am enfermera, I am a nurse, but you don't use una in Spanish. So soy enfermera is the grammatically correct way to answer that question. Now, again, if you already have that down and you don't want the conversation to simply cut off with that one short statement, I encourage you to add more details to this. So maybe you want to explain where you work. Okay, entonces, yo soy profesora de inglés, trabajo en una escuela secundaria, Um, and, you know, you might want to, you know, talk about how long you have uh, been doing your profession. Or you might want to talk a little bit about what your day is like. Normalmente, and yo vivo en casa, o no vivo, perdón. <laughs> Normalmente trabajo en casa. So I work at home, like many people are doing, uh, have been for the past uh, 18 months or two years or so. Um Or you might want to say, you know, trabajo en una oficina con un equipo de 10 personas. So I work with a team of 10 people. Um, me gusta mi trabajo porque me da la oportunidad de enseñarles a mis estudiantes muchas cosas importantes. You know, so, you know, you want to be able to talk about your job. You know, I like my job because I get to teach students really important things or I get to influence the next generation if you're a teacher. Um, but, but you want to, again, think about what you want to communicate about your job instead of just saying, ah, soy profesora, right? Soy enfermera, soy gerente, I'm a manager. 
Uh, add more details to that. Talk about where you work. Talk about what you like about your job. Talk about what you don't like, maybe. <laughs> uh, but this is a place where you can definitely begin to add more detail and more fluidity uh, to your conversations and practice that so that the next time you're asked, you really have an answer ready to go. So again, if you're a super beginner, I would just kind of stick with the basics. But if you're advanced beginner or intermediate, try to push yourself to be able to say more things about your job um, a little more fluidly. And even, of course, if you're a student, you can say, soy estudiante, and you can talk about the subject that you're studying and why you like that. So that's some important vocabulary for you to get to. All right. Okay. So we've got two so far, de donde eres de, or donde vives, and a que te dedicas. Another very common question that comes up is, ¿Dónde aprendiste español? Or, ¿Cómo aprendiste español? Right? So, how or where did you learn Spanish? And this is super common. Again, if you start talking to someone in Spanish, uh, this happened to me at the gas station actually a few weeks ago. Um, the the clerk at the at the desk, she I noticed that she spoke Spanish. And so, she was kind of struggling to find a word, so I just responded to her. And then she was like, oh, hablas español. I said, see, sí. and she's like, ah. And so she's asking me, like, ¿Dónde aprendiste? Because she's curious, because she knows that I'm not a native speaker. So she's curious as to where I learned Spanish, because she was kind of surprised that I, that I speak the language. So you'll get that depending on, um, you know, who you're talking to, what you look like. People have different perceptions of what a Spanish speaker looks like. Some people might mistake you for a native speaker. Some people might have a perception that someone who looks like you um, is not a native speaker. Even though we know, right, that there are so many different uh, types of people that speak Spanish, uh, being a Spanish speaker is not a race, right? It's not, it doesn't have a look. Even being Latino or Latina or being from a certain country, you could be any color, shade of the rainbow. Um, but, you know, we do have these stereotypes. So sometimes people might assume that you are or are not a Spanish speaker. So inevitably the question will come up, especially if you start speaking and they hear that you have a bit of an accent, they'll ask you, like, where did you learn? So this is something you should be prepared to answer. Um, or, you know, you might even give a little bit of a story as to why you decided to learn. Um, you could say something like, aprendí en la universidad, so I learned in college, which is um, probably not true because most people who learn a language in school don't speak it very well. <laughs> no, joking. Some people do actually uh, have some success with learning at the college level, at the university level, not so much in high school. Uh, but you can just say, aprendí español en la universidad, o estudié español en la universidad, so I learned or I studied Spanish in college. Uh, you can also say, estudio por mí mismo, o por internet, em, tomé clases en línea, so I took classes online, or you can say, tomo clases online, or, or en línea, either one works. Online is kind of an um, English word, but it's kind of accepted in the Spanish-speaking words. Spanish-speaking world, excuse me, um, like some uh, phrases related to technology don't necessarily have to be translated. Uh, but, you know, you can sort of explain how you learned. Um, you probably won't say that you downloaded an app and that's how you became successful with <laughs> having the conversation. Uh, but you can say, tengo una profesora de español o tengo un coach de español, hablo con ella cada semana. So I have a, a teacher or a coach uh, in Spanish that I talk to every week. 
something like that. So again, be prepared to answer this question because sometimes, um, well, often it, it comes up and, and try to give as much information as you would like, right? You know, explain to the person why you love the language. What is it that attracted you to it? Because people are, are sometimes just curious as to why you even decided to learn a foreign language, um, especially for people that that aren't language learners. They don't really understand like why people do this. <laughs> so it's important to, to be able to um, respond to this question with some fluidity. So work on your answer to that. Think about how you wanna respond and what you wanna communicate when you get asked this question, because I guarantee you, if it hasn't already, it will happen. You will get asked, uh, ¿Cómo o dónde aprendiste español? O también, ¿Cómo o dónde usted aprendió español? All right. The next question, this could come in a variety of ways that you should be able to answer, uh, is related to your family. So someone might ask you, tienes hijos? Do you have children? Como es tu familia? Um, they might ask you if you're single, soltera, soltero, or married. Tienes esposo, esposa? Do you have a, a husband or wife? So in general, something might just come up about family, right? And it could come in a, a couple of different ways. Um, or con quien vives, like who do you live with, right? And so you wanna be able to talk about your family, right? Uh, you might wanna say, uh, you know, vivo con mi esposo y mi perrito. I have, I live with my husband and my, and my dog, my puppy. Um, you might wanna say, you know, be able to say your children's names and ages. You know, tengo tres hijos. And hijos works even if you have Hijos works if you have uh, daughters and sons because you're just saying you have children. Uh, if you only have daughters, you would say hijas. Uh, but if you have, um, you know, children that are both male and female or all male, you would say hijos. So tengo tres hijos, un varón de dos años. So I have a two-year-old boy. Um, you can say, uh, you know, again, just learn how to say the ages. Uh, and another question that usually comes up when you say that you have children, they usually won't say cuantos años tiene, like how, how old are they? They would probably say um, de que edad, like what age, de que edad. So you might get asked like, well, what age? I mean, if you say, oh, tengo tres uh, hijos. Ah, de que edades, like what ages are they? And you would say, ah, tengo un varón de dos años. And varón is a way that you can refer to a male child. Um, or you can say, tengo un niño, I have a boy that's two years old, o tengo un bebé. Um, you can also uh, say, tengo una niña, I have a girl que tiene tres años. So just know how to say, you know, the ages and names of your children or just, um, you know, you might want to even explain where they live if you have adult children. Ah, tengo una hija, ella vive ahora en Nueva York con su... Um, con su esposo, so she lives in New York with her husband. So just be familiar with some of these phrases and be able to describe your family situation. So you wanna be able to talk about who you live with um, and you know where your family lives in general if they don't all live in the house with you um, if they're a little bit older. Um, and even like where your parents live, you know, where your brothers and sisters live. Um, you can say, tengo un hermano o tengo una hermana, so I have a brother or a sister que vive en la misma ciudad. So I have a brother or sister that lives in the same city. 
So just think about, again, ways that you want to talk about your family, because again, this will come up in a conversation. Generally, people want to know a little bit about you and who you live with and who are who, who's close to you. So think again about ways that you can make your answer to that question a little bit more fluid. Now, the final question I want to uh, cover that you should definitely know how to answer is one that you might think is a little bit boring, but I promise you it's important because not only is it a way to start a conversation, but it's also something that generally comes up and it, it's considered small talk. But I think a lot of people uh, overlook this and they really don't know how to say certain things because they just kind of know the basics. So I want you to really think about this as it relates to where you live and whether you're on a Zoom call or meeting someone in person, this is definitely something that you should know how to discuss. And that is the answer to the question, ¿Cómo está el clima? Or, ¿Cómo está el tiempo? Or, ¿Qué tiempo hace? So these are all related to the weather. So, ¿Cómo está el clima? Is more like the weather in general, right? The climate. So, ¿Cómo está el clima en Nueva York? ¿Cómo está el clima ahora en tu ciudad? So how is the weather right now where you are? How's the weather in New York? Uh, and this will come up probably if you're on like a Zoom call or, uh, you know, Skype or whatever, or you're on the phone and you're talking to someone. Uh, again, it's small talk, right? But it's something that definitely comes up, especially if you ha you're in a place that has severe weather <laughs> uh, you might, or it's really cold and you hate the cold or it's really hot and you hate the heat, right? It's going to be on your mind. So you want to be able to, to talk about it. Ah, no me gusta el frío. I don't like the cold. Um, hace mucho frío hoy. It's like really cold today. Está lloviendo. O ha estado lloviendo todo el día. So it's raining or it's been raining all day. Um, está nevando. It's, it's snowing. So again, I know these things sound small, but weather is something that affects all of us. So whether you're on a, a virtual chat or if you're in person, it's a great way to start a conversation, right? You do it in English. Maybe you're at the bus stop. You're, um, you know, you just arrive at a place and you get in and it's super cold outside. Like it is a lot here lately. And you go in and the first thing you probably comment about is something in your environment. And what more common is there in your environment that you share with other people than the weather? So you, you know, you might start a conversation with someone that you don't even know yet. You just kind of walk in and go, ah, hace mucho frío hoy, no? Like, ah, it's really cold today, isn't it? Ah, sí, hace muchísimo frío. So then they, they respond, right? Oh, it's very, very cold. And then you have a conversation. Ah, and mi nombre es Tamara. Y, y, uh, y, y tú, uh, ¿cómo te llamas? And, you know, you'll be able to start a conversation that way. So even if you are starting to go out in person again, talking about the weather is a great way to start a conversation. Uh, and you want to be able to talk about things that you like and dislike about, about the weather as well, because it'll come up, right? Uh, if it's winter and you don't like winter, you'll be talking about how you want to go to a warm place. So you should know kind of how to say that, you know. Ah, no me gusta el frío. Um, prefiero el, el verano. You know, so I, I don't like the cold. I, I prefer or I would rather uh, be in the summertime. Uh, so again, think about that. Think about little ways uh, that you use this type of small talk in English and try to be able to say these things a little more naturally in Spanish. You know, again, you don't want to say, ah, hace, hace calor, right? Oh, it's hot. You want to go, ah, hace calor hoy, pero demasiado, no me gusta, crees muy caliente. Uh, you know, and it messes up my hair. I don't know. Whatever you want to say. <laughs> Learn how to say those things. Um, and again, think about ways to have these conversations more naturally in Espanol.
Okay, so I hope that has been helpful. Uh, again, the five questions you should know how to answer in Spanish. A que te dedicas? De donde eres o donde vives? Como es tu familia? So explaining uh, your, you know, some things about your family. A que te dedicas? What do you do for work? Y finalmente, como esta el clima o que tiempo hace hoy? So that is what I have for you. Those are the five questions. I really want you to work on these and you know really begin to think about how you can make your conversations flow a little bit better and sound a little more natural as you answer these common uh, questions that come up in conversation. Now, I also have uh, a little bit of a surprise for you. So for those of you who made it to the end of the episode, uh, I wanna let you know that we are running a special. If you would like our help with improving your conversation and even testing out your answers to some of the questions I mentioned in this episode to see, you know, how can you make those answers a little more fluid and getting some advice from one of um, the native speakers on our team to help you really refine your conversation and make what you're saying sound more natural. Uh, and less like a script. Uh, we are offering 30% off of our language coaching service through uh, the month of March. So if you're interested, just go to SpanishGuansalsa.com slash coach, and you can put in the code MARCH30 to book your initial language coaching session with one of our amazing team members. And I always brag, I really do have uh, the best team when it comes to um, learning how to speak Spanish and actually helping you get comfortable with speaking the language. I cannot say enough about the phenomenal women. And we do happen to right now still have a team of all females, but um, that, that doesn't, it, it's not intentional, but I, it, it is good to kind of have a team. <laughs> but either way, um, make sure you jump on this opportunity. You get 30% off. You'll get an opportunity to practice your responses to some of these questions, improve your conversation skills, and really get to a point where you're comfortable uh, communicating in the language and sounding more and more fluent. Uh, so again, SpanishGuanSalsa.com slash coach to take advantage of that opportunity of 30% off coaching during the month of March. And as always, como siempre, I hope that something you heard in today's episode has helped you go one step closer from Spanish beginner to bilingual. Hasta la próxima. Thank you for listening to the Learn Spanish con Salsa podcast at LearnSpanishConSalsa.com.